Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, and welcome to the last podcast of 2018. Can you believe that? I, You guys know, I meant to post this on Thursday. Thursday is podcast day. Then I was like, I don't know. I wanted to do a podcast with my parents because I thought it would be really interesting. But just the holidays, it was really crazy. Nobody was really in the mindset. Not even really me. And I don't know. It was just enjoying family time. But I definitely do want to do that in the future. And a lot of you did request it, so... Bitch, it's coming, and I really want my mom to start a podcast, because she always has just so much to say, and I'm like, bitch, so, like, she's literally down, she's thinking about it, at least, Um, and then I was going to do it Friday, but it was a traveling day, so here we are on Saturday, the last Saturday of 2018, I'm kind of quaked, Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say, first off, thank you guys for supporting the podcast, and, you know, this past year, and it's just been really fun, and I'm proud of myself for holding myself accountable to posting regularly at least for part of the year so hopefully 2019 you know we stay strong and i'm going to talk a little bit about that um but first of all i just want to say happy holidays my my christmas my holiday week i don't know it was very very chill but it was interesting because i don't know i didn't really expect it just because sony and i basically we were in Arizona at this vegan festival to sell our clothing line and like I guess speak a little. We didn't really end up speaking. We spoke for like five minutes, I feel like, in someone else's panel. I don't know, which I wasn't mad about because I didn't really want to speak. Um, <laughs> but it was just kind of random. It did not feel like Christmas. We were there until Christmas Eve. Like we went to our families on Christmas Eve. And I guess it must just be a mix of, like, the weather. But I don't know. Then even people were tweeting about, like, people not in warm places were tweeting about how it doesn't feel like Christmas or, like, you know, it just seems really random that suddenly it's Christmas. So I think it's just a mix of getting older and maybe for, like, maybe just not being in elementary school, especially middle school, high school, I mean, yeah, you start to get older and it's not as like hype. Like you're not doing art projects with candy canes, you know? Um, I just remember in elementary school, we do so much revolving like the holidays and snow and like, oh my God, Christmas. Um, so it's just kind of a mix of all of that. It's like, is this what getting older is like? Because it's just kind of like, it doesn't suck, but it's like, what am I doing right now? I don't know. But all in all, it was pretty chill and I had a really good time with my family um yeah I didn't really get as much content as I wanted to like I literally didn't even vlog it but you know you have to enjoy that family time and I was only there for a couple days so I just really wanted to like focus whereas last time when I went I think I was there for a week it's kind of crazy being out being out of like LA just like where I live now and being out of my apartment it's so like I don't know it's just really weird mostly to come back and to try to like readjust to my regular routine of like my life because when I go back home it's like I just automatically go into the role that I play in my family 
And I mean, obviously I'm the same person. It's not like I act dramatically different or anything. And also I'm very lucky to have a family that's very accepting of like me and my career and what I do. And we all have like a very similar sense of humor. So it's like really, it can be really fun. Um, But it's like weird to then go back to being an adult and playing, I guess, that role. Like I came home yesterday and I was just like, what do I do right now? Like, I guess I need to get food and I need to like organize my life. Like it was just really weird. And I always kind of forget that. But yeah, it's like, especially when I come back home from especially like just, just being out of town, but especially being with my family. So anyway, all in all, it was a good experience and it was interesting being back in my hometown and just kind of every time I go back since moving out, I realize more things about it. It's just crazy the vibe I guess like it's a lot of old people and it's also weird like where I'm from it's like a lot of really hippie like liberals and then it's like these like country almost like redneck vibes like you can tell they're just like love guns love and I was kind of explaining that to my dad like oh I never really realized that before and he was like, yeah, that's like all of Washington. Like you have those like two extremes. And it's especially like Eastern Washington versus Western Washington. But yeah, it was just really interesting to observe. And then especially coming back to LA. I don't know. It was really weird because in LA, there's obviously that divide. Like everywhere there's that divide of like, I guess more like liberals and then more conservative people. But I feel like in LA, it's like, it's not so much that like country vibe as like just like rich people. So it's like, the differences. I don't know. It was just really interesting to observe and just retweet if you can relate. Like if you don't live in your hometown anymore or you go back to visit like where you grew up, do you like realize new things about that place? And then it kind of makes you reflect on like how did this shape me and my beliefs or like about your family or like anything. Like it's just, it's so interesting. Um, so anyway, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about New Year, New Me. I have a video coming out. I filmed one video with my family, with my sister to be precise, that's kind of about glowing up for 2019 and just kind of things that you can think about or do. It's a very like chill video, Um, but I know I love watching videos like that. So I was like, might as well. I wanted to film something with somebody, but my dad and my mom did not even want to film, which is very understandable. Like, bitch, I get it, but my sister is down. So we filmed that, but something we didn't talk about that I wanted to talk about in here is um kind of having like a almost like a word or like a theme of the year and I remember my mom kind of introduced this idea to me last year but just having a word or a phrase or something that you kind of it's kind of like setting the intention for the year so for example one of the words that I was kind of thinking about is just focus this past year 2018 I feel like I let a lot of time go to waste just by literally like chilling or going out it's not like I went out that much but especially the end of the year I just felt like you know I was like having a lot of fun and I just feel like I wasted a lot of time or even just by like just you know doing not trying to like expand or like do more like I was just kind of like stagnant in a lot of ways and if I had just focused more on the things that I am truly passionate about and care about and my business and my career I feel like I could have advanced it a lot more um so that's definitely something that I want to focus (laughs) focus more on 
yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's like no regrets because I did have a lot of experiences and it's not like I want to, I don't want to look back on my life and just be like, oh, I was such a slave to capitalism. Like all like all I cared about was making money or like my career. Like obviously you need to have fun sometimes. You need to have a well-balanced life, but I feel like all in all, I could have been more focused and I could have just tried a little harder to to do more in regards to my career. So yeah, that's kind of something that I was thinking about. And I, I am glad that to have had all the experiences I did because again, everything gives you some sort of lesson and yeah, it's like no regrets, but that's definitely something that I'm thinking about. So I would like for you guys to comment something that you're thinking about. You know, you can think about this past year, reflect, or like, what do you want to do more of? And let me know some good words. And you can have more than one obs, like who cares? But that's definitely one that I was really thinking about. But yeah, it's just like, I wasted so much time and I could have like done so much more. And like, I didn't travel at all. But then on the flip side, I guess it's like, it was my first year living alone. So I was kind of experiencing that and... It's like, I don't know, I just was really happy in my apartment, my own apartment for the first time. So I didn't really feel that urge to go and travel and like do a lot more. Um, I don't know, I just was like kind of trying to like mentally figure out my life. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, I'm alone now. I'm like really an adult, like that's crazy. So I guess there's that and I am 20 and it's like, yeah, you don't want to be a slave to capitalism or only care about money, only care about like how much you can accomplish, but Again, there needs to be a balance, and I just feel like all in all, I could have focused more. So let me know yours, um, and I guess like resolutions, I don't know, I, I like the idea of like a word or like a phrase or some sort of like idea, because it's more flexible, you know, if you're like, I want to do, I want to read for five hours a day, it's like, okay, well, not every day that's going to be realistic, but if you have like a word, like focus, like some days, I am going to need to focus more on this omg y'all hear that it's really loud in my headphones i hope it's not this is a celebrate podcast bitch it's very i was gonna say trash let's not trash ourselves very subpar i need to get a microphone for my main channel videos quality maybe that's another one um but yeah so definitely that um no what was i saying but yeah some days you're gonna need to for instance my words focus you're gonna need to more focus more on this some days you're going to need to focus more on this it's not like as like this i want to do this every day no matter what sometimes it's just unrealistic life gets in the way and then you're just kind of setting yourself up for disappointment so that's why i like the idea of that but yeah let me know what your guys is i just love this time of year i feel like it's very in alignment with me my brand my astrology but i just love like I don't know. I just love setting goals and I love organizing my life and getting all that together. I don't know. I just always like really thrive. And also recently, yeah, I feel like I have been a lot more focused and a lot less distracted by a lot of things, um, which is a good feeling for sure. Yeah, I'm just like, why would I do it when I could be doing this? tbt the big sean metro boomin album from like i think it was around this time last year but it's still so many good quotes i still listen to that sometimes not as much but definitely sometimes like because he just has so many good lyrics about that like he's like if i'm not going to work then i'm going to the gym but yeah there's just a lot 
so many good lyrics like wow shout out i hope he's doing well i hope he's still living true to that um so yeah let me know in a comment your like word or phrase or i guess if you have a resolution hmu um so i've been reading the book so you want to talk about race and i did not bring it on my trip um i still like a little bit probably like a little less than maybe it's like a fourth a fourth of it left but it's really good and um I just wanted to talk briefly about a section of it that I thought was important. Obviously, the whole book is important, but this is something that I feel like I always see on Twitter, and I never really knew what it meant, but this book just does a really great job at explaining it, and I felt like it was very applicable and just something good to think about because, obviously, this whole book is great. I would recommend, I would recommend especially if you're, like, white, you should read this, um, and if you are on Twitter and you do kind of, like, stay updated with I guess, current events and educating yourself on, like, shit. Again, especially if you're, like, white. Because if you're white, you don't really, like... It's like, why would I care? You know, it's like, it doesn't affect you. So, not... I mean, some people are like, why would I care? But it's like, it doesn't affect you. So, you're not going to be as aware of it, you know? Um, But that thing is intersectionality. Intersectionality? Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Um... And I always kind of knew what it meant. Like, I had always seen the phrase, like, intersectional feminist. Like, people have it in their bio. It's kind of been talked about. And I always, yeah, like, I kind of knew what it meant. Like, I was like, it just means inclusive of everyone. Like, because the feminist movement, a lot of the times, it's portrayed or it's, like, it comes across as very, like, white-centered, as most things do in our society. And it's, like, it's about more than just, you know, burning your bra or, like, I don't know sometimes there's just such stupid examples and it's like why are you focused on that when there's so many other issues and maybe issues that you're not even aware of because it doesn't affect you as a white tea you know um so let me just kind of briefly explain if you already know what it is shout out to you but i just thought it was important to kind of talk about um so basically she talks about how each of us has a bunch of different identities our gender class race sexuality and so much more that inform our experiences in life and our interactions with the world. Um, and then earlier in the book, she talks about checking your privilege, which kind of like ties into this. Um, so as we saw when we were checking our privilege, the different hierarchies, privileges, and oppressions assigned to the these identities affect our lives in many ways. Um, they can combine with each other, compound each other, contradict each other. So for example... She talks about how she's a black queer woman and woman and if she's harassed on the street she don't she doesn't know if it's because she's black if it's because she's a woman or if it's because she's queer but maybe it could be all three you know so i guess just kind of thinking about that so for example like i'm white but i am also a woman so even though i have like white privilege i'm still going to be subject to the oppression of like patriarchy even though it's going to be in a different way because i'm white so I just thought that was really interesting to think about. And it's not really all of this shit. It's like not really stuff that's talked about, you know, in school or just like in general in society, it's because our society is very white centered, white centric. So it's like that's not going to really affect a white person. So why would we talk about it? Which is why we need to educate ourselves. Um, so, yeah, read this book for sure. Um, and then... She talks about the feminist movement and 
this is kind of what I was talking about a second ago, but like feminist movements, for example, often fail to consider the different needs and challenges that many women of color face when they differ from what white women face. Um, and they'll just prioritize the needs of white women. LGBTQ groups will tend to prioritize the needs of white, gay, cisgender men. Disability rights groups will tend to prioritize the needs of white, disabled men. And then she says, imagine where this leaves a disabled Latin trans woman on any group's priority list, because the needs of the most privileged are usually the ones prioritized. They are often the only ones considered when discussing solutions to oppression and inequality. So the solutions often leave the underprivileged populations behind. So even though, you know, yeah, it's like, it's like you, you think you're doing a good thing, but you're leaving so many people out because you're focused on the most privileged of the underprivileged group. Um, so I just thought that was super, I don't know, I just thought this was explained really well, and it just made a lot of sense. Like, oh, that's what people mean when they talk about this, or like, oh, that's, like, you just start seeing examples in your life. Um, so I would really recommend that y'all read this. And then she has a little list of, like, what, practicing intersectionality does and like I guess the positive effects of it so it like slows things well it slows things down so this is when you often hear people say things like well let's just work on what the majority needs first and we'll get to the rest later and you think like you don't even think about it you know like it's just like oh yeah that makes sense let's do the what most people need but you're leaving people out and you're leaving underprivileged people out Um, It also brings people face-to-face with their privilege, so a lot of people get uncomfortable. That's why we don't really talk about intersectionality. And it decentralizes people who are used to being the primary focus of the movements they are a part of. So, you know, it's like kind of a good example is, I think, Black Lives Matter, and then when people were getting mad, and they're like, but all lives matter. Like, what? But it's like, that's not what we're talking about. Um, And then also... So I, I thought this was a list of, like, what it does, but I guess what it does, just, like, in general, not, like, a list of positive benefits. Um, but another thing is it forces people to interact with, listen to, and consider people that they don't, they wouldn't usually do that with. Um, people like to form groups with people they consider similar to themselves. So people sometimes get uncomfortable interacting with people that aren't like them. Um, And then it just has a bunch of, like, different questions that you can ask yourself or ask, like, a group if this ever comes up and you kind of notice that it might not be fair or they're not focused on everyone. They're only focused on the the majority or the really privileged group of that group of people. Um, So, like, providing a safe space for marginalized people to speak out. Am I looking for what I don't know? Am I listening to people whose identities and experiences differ from mine? Um, Could the identity difference between me and the person I'm talking to to be contributing to our differences of opinion or perspective. How might race, gender, sexuality, ability, class, or sex impact the subject? Um, So yeah, as you can see, it's just a very good, I don't know, very all in all, almost, I want to say interactive, like the questions that she asks the reader in this book are really powerful and they really do make you think. And I don't know, I've just been thinking about this book a lot, like when I'm out in life and just observing and observing myself and how I interact with people and all of that so I would definitely recommend that everyone reads this and again if you are on Twitter and you are kind of used to seeing these things it kind of does a really good job at explaining them like all in all and 
something she really does emphasize in this book is to not again especially if you're like white or you have a a lot of other privileges to not treat people who are different from you as your personal dictionary or google you know like don't expect that you know a person of color is just going to want to inform you about everything they go through all the time because it's like they're going through that so that you know like you it's up to you to educate yourself and you can't just yeah it's like don't just expect someone to like want to educate you and get frustrated if they don't. So I guess this, my point is, this is a good book to go to if you have those questions. And again, maybe you're like uncomfortable about asking or you feel dumb or you don't want to be made fun of or you don't want to make someone uncomfortable or any of that. It's a really good book that just kind of goes over like all of these subjects that are so relevant right now and have been relevant for so long. But I feel like especially because of social media, like a lot of these issues are being brought to light and a lot of people are able to educate themselves in a way that they weren't before because think of life before the internet like if you grew up in like a very like white privileged area unless you like move out of that and make a conscious effort like you're just not going to be aware of so much that goes on because again we live in a very like white cisgender male based society so that's going to be the main voice of our news and our education systems and like just everything in our society so it's up to us to like realize that and question it and educate ourselves I guess on like well why it's fucked up and then just listen to the people who aren't that you know because that's not even though it's the primary like voice I guess of everything in our society it's not the most important even though it's it's made out to be you know I hope that makes sense. But yeah, read this book. It's really fucking good. I'm excited to finish it. And I'm just like, yeah, it's really awesome. So awesome. Um, Def read. So something else I wanted to talk about. Well, first of all, we need a coffee break. So guys, I started drinking coffee again. Holy fuck. This is like so loud in my headphones. I hope it's not like, wow. Um, I started drinking coffee again and I haven't really noticed a difference in my skin. So yes, I do notice I have more anxiety when I drink caffeine. Or I'm more likely to have anxiety. But sometimes I just really love a coffee. Like, I just love it. Like, I love the taste. I love the texture of the liquid. Sometimes I don't want a tea. But yeah, I haven't really noticed a difference in my skin. So, just an update. But I do love a coffee. I drink my coffee black, by the way. And recently I've been putting, like, it's like a fourth teaspoon of coconut oil it just helps like with the acidity in your stomach and i feel like it's i don't know it's good it's just kind of whatever um anyway so i wanted to talk a little bit about hmm, i guess just young girls in our society and how we are raising them teaching them all of that so first off i saw this tweet that was so like such an aha moment for me But the whole idea of like, you know, dads with their daughters, they're like, I just want her to be safe. I'm protecting her from these men. That's a whole thing in itself. It's like, we're going to slut shame girls for like expressing their sexualities or being interested in boys or just, you know, interested in whatever. But usually it's like, it's dads, like fathers are very like, don't ever talk to a boy. Like he's going to have to go through me. You know, the shirts, it's like, to date my daughter, just know I have a gun. 
And obviously there's like less extreme examples. That's a very like LOL. But um, so I just saw this tweet that was basically like you want your daughter to be safe, but instead of teaching her about the importance of getting tested or about safe sex, condoms, all of that, you're just going to instill fear in her by like just, oh, like it's her fault or like, oh, camera just turned off. Um, you know, like it's very fear-based instead of education-based. And it's like if you actually cared about your daughter's safety, you would teach her about safe sex. But instead, you're just going to be like, oh, don't have sex. You'll w- you will get pregnant and die. Um, so I think that's something really interesting to look at. And again, to question, and if that's what, if that's the way that you were brought up, you know, just kind of look at it within yourself and kind of ask yourself, does this affect me today? How would this affect me today? You know, am I afraid to express my sexuality? Do I think that doing that is wrong? Like, am I uncomfortable? Am I uncomfortable getting tested? Like a lot of things, because probably more than not unless you have questioned it already and you are kind of aware of it or if you were brought up in a way that allowed you to express your sexuality freely and to you know know in an educated way I guess you could say um you know you probably do have some of that and we do live in a patriarchal society that really you know you are you a trophy or a thought you know like um but yeah I just thought that was very interested interesting and I thought it was also interesting to look at the way that I was brought up because I think when I was like in fifth grade my mom had the sex talk with me like she got a bunch of like there's like all these like kids books about sex and I guess just about like your developing body because you know you start to kind of like go into puberty at around that time like fifth sixth grade um and she like sat down and like told me all about it and I have always been very I don't know, I've just always been able to talk to my mom about that kind of stuff. And not as much with my dad, but still, like, a little bit. Like, I don't know, we've talked about, like, STDs. Like, I'm able to say, like, oh, yeah, I just got tested today, like, whatever. Like, it's not as taboo a thing. Like, obviously, I'm closer with my mom when it comes to talking about that kind of stuff. But, (laughs) yeah, so I was like, wow, like, I was really lucky for that because not, like, most kids don't have that. And their only form of sexual education is school, which is trash, and then, like, porn, and I guess their friends and just kind of discovering it on your own. Um, Not to mention if, you know, it's one thing to just not really talk about sex, but then to have it be, like, a taboo thing, like, something that's wrong, something that's sinful, you're carrying all of that baggage around with you, too, in the rest of your life. So unless you learn to unpack it and to go through it and to kind of, like, realize, oh, this was just a learned idea or behavior or trait it's not reality i can choose to you know realize it and get it the fuck out you know then you're otherwise you're just gonna be dealing with all that so i just thought that was very interesting and i was like wow shout out to my parents like fuck um and then another thing that i saw on twitter is you know like kim kardashian like her Christmas photos with her family her daughter I think she's like six she was wearing red lipstick in the photos like literally probably no other makeup but she just had red lipstick on and like for me it's like I didn't literally think anything of it like I didn't even really notice until people started like getting mad at it like how are you gonna sexualize 
a six-year-old like she is too young for that like do you want her to be a whore like it's like okay it's not about what it's not about her wearing red lipstick it's about what you interpret wearing red lipstick as it's like why are you sexualizing a six-year-old girl who's interested in playing with makeup and you know like I would always watch my mom my mom never wore like that much makeup but like she would like wear lipstick she would like do mascara like blush I like I was always interested in makeup like if I I remember this girl would babysit us or it was like my mom's friend's daughter or something but she was like a teen when I was like probably that age like early elementary school she would like put on makeup like I was always so interested in it my cousin she would like bring over her makeup I would always want to play with it and I was like young it's not like I was like wearing a full face of makeup to school but some little girls are very and boys are very interested in that and like it's fun and it's like oh you see these other people in your life doing it like these older adults and you're like oh my god like that's so cool I want to be like them you know it's a it's a very innocent like playful and a lot of a lot of times like artistic creative thing and for people to not recognize that and to just like sexualize it and make it weird it's like you need to look at yourself and your own beliefs and yeah it's like when a little girl will run around with like no shirt and it's like a little girl and people are already sexualizing her like oh put some clothes on or like oh my god you let your daughter run around naked like what and it's like it's a kid bro like what the fuck so that's just kind of it's like crazy to me but i think you know, a lot of times we have thoughts like that and it's not even our thoughts. It's just like what we've been programmed or, you know, taught to think. So it's about being mindful and challenging yourself. If you are thinking these, these like things that may be like, oh, why, why are they doing that? Or like, you know, a lot of times we do have a lot of internalized misogyny. So like it can be as innocent as like, you're scrolling through Instagram, you see a girl like twerking or something, you're like, oh my God, like what a hoe, like ew, like I would never do that. But then you have to catch yourself and think like, do I actually think that? Like, why am I thinking that? Like, why is it wrong? First of all, why is it wrong to like have sex if you're a woman? And second of all, what does a girl dancing have to do with like her sleeping with a bunch of people? You know, like things like that. So just be mindful of it and question yourself and realize that it's okay. Like sometimes I'll catch myself thinking something like, fucked up like that especially in the past when I was like a little less aware of it and it's like you feel bad it's like oh my god I can't believe I would think that but again we do live have grown up have been taught to think that way because of this patriarchal society um so it's normal I guess and it's not like your fault because it's what you've been taught but if you choose to ignore you know if you question it but then you choose to ignore the questions i guess then you know you're just kind of perpetuating it so be aware of it and make a stop to it henty way you guys that's all i have to say wow this podcast was longer than i thought i was like i don't even have anything to say today but i guess i did so very proud um happy 2018 getting the fuck out and happy 2019 may this year bestow upon us blessings munties hunties no stds getting tested, safe sex if you want to have it, (laughs) Um, pregnancy if you want it, no pregnancy if you don't want it, you know, (laughs) career moves, money moves, Uh, the best gym bod we've ever had, yes, okay, Um, so yeah, 
leave me a comment i'm excited to read it all and i will see you guys next year <laughs> bye everyone <laughs>